The Gettysburg Address did not assure success. It's Rhyme and Reason 591. Hey there, Tony here. You might be wondering why I'm talking about the Gettysburg Address. Well, it's because this week on November 19th marked the 157th anniversary of that speech that President Lincoln gave, the Gettysburg Address. So um, I'm actually going to share that whole address with you in just a couple of minutes here or a few minutes. But first, I got a couple of comments. I'll let you know right up front that the Gettysburg Address was short and Lincoln was tall. Okay, there you go. That's my comments. (laughs) Can I get a rim shot? But seriously, Honest Abe was able to sum up a whole lot of feeling and meaning in only 271 words. And I read that it only took him about two minutes to deliver his speech, and that was good because the dedication oration that came before his speech, which was actually the Gettysburg Address, and it was delivered by... Uh, a politician, I forgot his first name. I want to say Edwin, but it's his last name is Everett. He delivered a, a speech that was over 13,000 words, and it took him two hours to get through. So can you imagine by the time they got to President Lincoln, everybody's like, oh, no, another speech. Here comes another one. But um, fortunately, Lincoln, on his way to this uh, dedication for the Uh, soldiers who were buried at Gettysburg. He wrote it on the way on his, in a train. I've read that uh, he kind of wrote with a pencil and paper on his knee. So probably was uncomfortable. I even read that um, he was dealing with kind of like the, the first signs or the first uh, uh, symptoms of smallpox. And I think he was dealing with that a little bit as he was going there. So he didn't even feel good. And he wrote this speech. It was 271 words and took him two minutes to deliver. But sadly, Mr. Lincoln's last line hasn't proved to be true. And in a way, that's appropriate because a government that rests its security on the people will ultimately perish from the earth because most of the people are confused at best and evil at worst. So the people will tend to destroy and vote away their own freedoms. But, hey, sounds doomsday, but one day there will be a just government in this world and it'll be set in place and controlled by the only one who could ever be trusted to be fair and just. And the people will either love it or hate it, and they'll either love him or hate him, but they will most definitely not get to vote for it. I know, I know, it's crazy talk, right? But I predict it will happen. I predict that's going to happen. Till then, our one last chance still has a spark of hope. Our one last chance is here in America. We still have one little spark of hope, if only the people would live up to Lincoln's vision in the Gettysburg Address, where he said, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation 
conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. And my prayer is that we can get back to more of that under God. And so the people who have died and fought for our country will not have died in vain. Until next time, this is Tony Funderburg from TonyFunderburg.com. Wow, what a coincidence, right? Where you go, and I have to always say, because it's how I pay the bills, go there and get that t-shirt that says, Life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for you.